Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. All right, welcome back. Hour two, a couple quick calls, and then we're going to talk to Bubba Carpenter. Should I play too much time on my hands when we bring him on? Mm. We all have a little bit of that now. Uh, I'm going to get Jerry in quick. He held on through the break. Hey, Jerry. Hey, buddy. What's I up, just mom? wanted to make something clear that every time they make a decision like what's going on now, they go back to a model of how not to handle these type of situations. That model is 1918 under Woodrow Wilson. 600,000 people died because of the pandemic was handled in the wrong way in America, 600,000 Americans. And after World War I during that time, only 100,000 Americans died. So what, what's going on now? He didn't separate people. They're trying to keep us. The gentleman to call just before I called it talked about a separation, and you don't want it to get worse every day. But they have a model, and anybody that's got a phone, and, and, and I just learned this when I was in college, you know, of course you guys did too in history, that the 1918 pandemic was horrible because it wasn't handled right. So they look at the scientists, they look at a model, it's not the media, they look at that model and said, this is the way to, we don't want to have people together sort of spread quickly mm-hmm. and kill that many people. Mm-hmm. And so I think that just a little bit of, of, of research, and there's things like that, just, I don't know if the media even talk about that, but it's really important that people understand what happened at that time. And if you handle things in the wrong way, that's what can happen. Yeah, we can make it worse for sure. Jerry, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you. What's the old saying? Those who don't know their history are destined to repeat it. Repeat itself. And I don't mind repeating it if it's good history, but not so much this way. Again, uh, seek information. I'm encouraging the show hosts to do it. I'm encouraging you as part of the public to do it. The more you know. CDC.org slash COVID-19. That's C-O-V-I-D-19 for those who haven't seen it spelled out. UAMS also has a page for more local information, UAMSHealth.com. Great resource, and they're updating it at least once a day, if not multiple times per day. Also, I saw that uh, there's a new website to help people get screened that will be built by a sister company of Google. So I don't know a lot of the details on this, but they're working on that. You guess you go online, you fill out your information, and then if you meet the criteria, they go, go to this place and get get screened. Yes. The AAA has implemented a dead period for its student-athletes in all the schools. Uh, This starts tomorrow, the 17th, and will go through the 30th. And this dead period means that uh, students, teachers, volunteers are prohibited from engaging in any type of activity involving student-athletes, whether it's practice, training, weightlifting, tryouts, competition, or travel. Further school athletic facilities will be closed. So the facilities are closed, too. On March 30th, the AAA will reassess the uh, COVID-19 situation and announce further plans. I will say if you are stuck at home, if you are quarantined, or if you're just self-quarantining just to be safe and you're trying to socially distance and you are not, you don't have to go into work, um, I cannot encourage you enough. You know what you can do at this time, Wes, is that home project you've been putting off? Hmm. Well, buddy, this is a great time to do it. Turn on the radio, listen to us, and get the project done. Yes, and I know exactly the place to go and get the few items you might need for your home project. And Bubba Carpenter does, too. It's time for The Zone to be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. You know, I just realized, and I don't know if it bothers him, but former Razorback star Bubba Carpenter, it should say, 
star, Bubba Carpenter. You know, just player, Bubba. Just you know, doesn't really sell it like it, we probably should. He put on the uniform. He wore the uniform one day. <laughs> he once got to hit. Bubba, I want to make sure you're getting your proper due, my man. I appreciate it, fellas. You know what? That uh, that sounded a whole lot better last week, though, than it does I this know week. It. Uh, it just doesn't have the same bite to it that it had last week. You know what I mean? Well, you know. We're worried about Casey Martin hitting a curveball one day, and the next day there's no baseball. So you're right. In the big scheme of things, we definitely uh, – that's what's fun about this show normally is we don't have to focus on anything that's of any import. It's just goofing around and making stuff mm. up and talking about sports and things that we can live without if we have to. But, uh, yeah, now we have to. It really sucks. Yeah, you know what? It, it really does, fellas, and, and – you know, every day, you know, I heard you guys talking about the CDC and just trying to get information. That's all I've done for a couple of days is just read. I'm a why person. I want to know what and why. And I, I don't know. It's it's the whole thing. It's I think it's the unknown. It's the scary mm-hmm. part because yeah. we're in uncharted territory. We really don't know. That is that's the scariest thing. There's a few things that have to change. We have to know more. We have to uh, get, you know, more readily available testing. We've got to have, you know, a vaccine at some point in the not-too-distant future, we hope. And I don't know when that's going to happen. But, yeah, those are the things that happen. So, uh, you know, Wes just talked about the high school level. Basically, it's no contact, no anything. What's happening on the Hill with these guys right now? Well, they're not on the Hill really anymore. Pretty much everyone's gone home. Um, they uh, When they had their meeting with Hunter Juracek, he pretty much wanted everyone to leave campus, go home, and just – get away for a little while, work out at home, and then, you know, wait for more news. Uh, you know, when I, I wasn't sure if I was still going to do the, the show this morning with you guys, and then when I woke up and uh, got around and got on Twitter, I'm like, wait, I'm on at 11. So I called Heston Kerstad just a minute ago, and I actually just hung up from him, and he's back home, and uh, he's working out at home. Um you know, he's lives in Amarillo, so he's working out. Their high school isn't shut down yet, so he's working out at their high school. Uh, he said he's got a little place set up in his garage where he works out and lifts and, and you know, just kind of in a holding pattern right now, so waiting, to, waiting to see what happens. It's wild. That's really wild. What is it – you know, you do a lot of instruction. What is it – can baseball players do? What are you encouraging them to do on their own while this is happening? Well, I tell the guys, like, there's some there's some pro guys coming into town that that you know that are going to work out here. I'm going to open up my facility early in the morning and let them come in and do their thing before anyone else you know gets in the building. Uh, we're sanitizing everything really good at night. We clean everything the best we can. I get it. it doesn't do any good if someone comes in that's you know that's infected. You know, but uh, as far as the high school kids, we're just telling them, to look, you know, do your do your training at home. Do your drills. Uh, we're still doing some – I still do some one-on-one training with some kids at the facility. Uh, we're limiting our sizes to just small groups. Uh, you know, trying to do everything we can to be as safe as we can and, and take every precaution possible. And like I said, I'm trying to stay – on the CDC and, and keep everything up to date the, the best I can so we follow the rules and, and keep everyone healthy. Uh, Bubba, you know, there was some talk that maybe they'd find a way to do something from a shortened season standpoint, potentially, even though the World Series is canceled, and I assume that's a permanent thing. I don't think they're going to try to whip that back around. And I don't know why we couldn't have shifted everything a few months and played the World Series in August, but nevertheless, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Are you hearing anything on that, that there might be the possibility? Because there was a little buzz about that late last week. 
Well, I think hope is diminished every day. Yeah. Um, you know, because you think about it, let's just say, let's just say they came back April 15th, you know, maybe a little bit later than that. It still takes a couple weeks for the guys to get ready to play. Then you've got, you know, you, you've got guys that are worth millions of dollars. They're not going to rush those guys out on the mound, you know, before the draft and take a chance on getting hurt. Um, it just takes a while for a player to get back in play in shape, and I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I know more conferences shut down this morning. I, I think the Pac-10, didn't they shut down everything for the rest of the season? Um, Big 12 already has. So with all the other conferences doing it, I think it's just a matter of time before the SEC pulls the plug and says, look, we're, we're done for this season. I, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I think it's just a matter of time before they, they follow suit and do what everyone else is doing. I just think it's too hard, guys, that, to get everyone back here in town and get them back in play and shape. And, you know, with the CDC keeping crowds smaller to 50 people, you know, it's it's hard to do. So I just I don't think it's going to happen. I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, yeah. but I just don't see it. I don't see it any way we can possibly make it work. I tweeted that out Friday that, you know, I'm an optimistic guy, and I was holding out hope of some kind of – baseball this spring but after listening to Hunter Yurichek and he pretty much made the same point you made I, I knew then there, there's not going to be any college baseball this spring and it's it, it's it was very disappointing and that's you know I, I, that's the one I miss the most I'll be honest with you I, I love college baseball and I, I, don't get me wrong March Madness is fun but I miss watching these games. You miss college baseball more than March Madness? Yeah, I do. You are I very do. much in a minority. I think Bubba and I and probably Phil Elson and a couple others, but, yeah, we are. We're in the minority there. Well, yeah, I feel bad for Phil. I don't know how much you've had a chance to talk to him, Bubba. I mean, not only does he not get to call this baseball regular season that had so much promise, but also the fact that he's not doing women. you know, women's basketball, and they had a, you know, I don't know how deep they would have gone, but they certainly were going to be a tough out in the NCAAs. You know, there's yeah, I tell you, it's... Go no, ahead, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's it's tough. And, you know, you you look at the the, the athletes, you know, and, and how it's affected them. You look at look at high school kids. You know, I've got a, a kid that's played for me since he was nine years old. He's a senior this year. He's having a great start to his senior year. Um, you know, their season's canceled, yeah. and you know, I mean, it's you you think about your senior. I remember my senior year of baseball at West Fork High School, and that's you know, that's been a long time ago. You know, and and you've got you know you've got kids that have a chance of winning a state championship in high school, and it, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, that's not that that big a deal when you start talking about everything else going on. But it is a big deal mm -hmm. to these kids. You know, they've worked really hard to get there. And you, you know, the, the college, the you know the the basketball team, you know, with the success they were having, and and the Razorback baseball team. You look at how hard those guys work. I mean, from the day they step on campus in the fall, they've worked. To get ready for this time of year and it's i feel for these guys i really do you know and it's not just the guys getting ready for the draft it's it's all the players and it's all the other people that are affected by it. you know like when i show up at the stadium every day uh landmark security um you know they're older they're older people that work the security there at bomb walker and they're the nicest people in the world i think about people like that mm -hmm. they don't have a job right now right you know and boy it just it just cuts deep when you start thinking about all you know all that and just everyone that it affects yeah you know i hadn't thought a lot about the high school impact but for guys like me who weren't very good athletes that's as good as it gets i mean like a high school championships is, is going to be the pinnacle of your career 
and you're missing out on those opportunities. We just called a couple of high school games, and for 1A kids, 2A kids, I mean, typically those kids are not going to play high-level basketball or in, you know, in, uh, in college, and so that is uh, the pinnacle of their career. So that is a bummer, and it is an impact and a memory they're not going to have for many of them. The other part of that is, Bubba, and we'll see the impact of this, somebody will get a steal here or there because there's going to be a kid that would have blown up, softball, baseball, whatever, uh, would have blown up maybe in their senior year, and they don't get that chance because they don't have a season, or maybe a kid that was sort of borderline on being, you know, getting a scholarship that doesn't get a chance to show what they've got to offer and will miss out on that opportunity. There's going to be a lot of lives impacted in that way as well. I never really thought about it until we started talking about it today. No, you're right. I mean, it, it can affect a, a kid greatly. Now, the beauty of that is hopefully things will get back to normal. We can get some of these kids out on the field this summer and play some showcase ball and they'll still end up in a good spot. But, mm-hmm. you know, Shiloh, for instance, Shiloh High School, um, I trained several of their kids. Several of their kids are in my program. And, you know, they're in line right now. They're they're really good this year. They've built this group. This group's kind of worked up the ladder together. They're seniors this year, seniors and juniors. they got a great chance of winning state in baseball. And I know it's it's really sad for those kids. And, and not just Shiloh. There's, there's stories like that all across the state and all across the country. And, you feel for the you feel for the kids, you know, because you you said that's the lot for a lot of these kids, that's the pinnacle of their their sports right there. I mean, that's you know that's it for them. And once high school ball is over, they're they're done with baseball, and it's it's sad when you think about it. What do you what do you think about the NCAA's uh, thought of maybe giving everyone uh, in spring sports uh, a year, basically a red shirt year? How would how would that impact college baseball? How would it impact these Razorbacks? Well, I think it's a great idea, um, and I think you you almost have to. But boy, talk about just a nightmare for for let's just say Dave Van Horn, you know, because then you've got all of a sudden you've got look how many kids you're going to have out on the field next fall, and then you've got scholarship issues. You know, they're going to have to redo the scholarship. You know, all the protocol for scholarship limits. There's a there's a it's it's going to make things difficult, but I think that they need to do it. They absolutely need to do it. Now, you look at your guys like Heston Kerstad. He, boy, we'd love him to come back. I, I jokingly said to him, hey, Heston, you're going to get another year of eligibility. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we just we just kind of laughed about it because we know, I mean, that kid's going to professional baseball. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that's a great move by NCAA. Now, I know there's a lot of kinks they still have to work out to really implement that plan and make it work with scholarship and all that. But I think it's a great I – think, I think that's a great step in the right direction. You know, I never thought about this, too, and you had a chance to talk to him. There's got to be a great level of disappointment. Yes, you know, you certainly don't put yourself at risk and you don't have to go through the grind of a baseball season before you start getting paid to play. But, man, for a guy like Heston, you know, um, to know that you've – just had a rip from you like that that suddenness of that's your career it's over mm-hmm. it's crazy and he was off to such a great start you're right he was off to what i mean kind of a historic season now sec ball hadn't started yet but our non-conference schedule, our early schedule was tough this yeah. year guys we saw some really good pitching for heston to be hit and i don't even know what is he's at right now but he's in the mid 400s i would assume um for him to be doing what he's doing against the pitching we face, that's incredible. So uh, he's he was on pace to have an unbelievable season, and you know it's you know it's sad. It's it's sad for the guys. And but you know I, I tell you what, and and y'all have heard me talk about Heston Kirsten before. The, 
guy is so upbeat. I mean, even talking to him, I, I think anytime I'm down, I think I'm just going to call Heston because he's so – just the optimism in his voice and the excitement. He's like, yeah, you know, it's I'm working out in my garage. I'm going to go hit it to high school. You know, I'm going to stay in shape, and then I'm going to be ready to go for whatever happens. And, I mean, it's awesome. And that's, you know, that's why you, you, want, you, you want to be around people like that. You want to be surrounded by people like that. And people like that, yeah, that's why he's going to be successful. No, there's a lot of negativity out there right now, and you do need some positivity. And uh, heck, the weather doesn't happen or doesn't help at all. It's just nasty and dreary and rainy, and it's hard to get out of the house anyway, which may be a good thing, keeping more people inside because of all the rain. But this kid, he has a great future. Uh, you know, he he just has that look, Bubba. That to me, he's one of those. Yeah, I hate to compare anybody to Benintendi and the path that he took to the big leagues because that doesn't happen often. But if anybody could do it. It would be Heston to me. No, I think you're right, and he has the makeup as a as a player, just the mindset, the the mental approach uh, to be successful. We know he has all the physical tools, but mentally, he's just he's so advanced, and he's you know he's he's even keel. He doesn't get too high. He doesn't let a bad at bat affect him. You know, he's just he's got all the all the makeup, all the tools to be a major league player, and you know you know he's going to be successful down the road, and then. You know, but there's a lot of guys on the team. You know, I talked to uh, Casey Opitz before he left town, and, you know, he's about as bummed out as, as you can be. And, you know, he's another one that's going to get drafted high this year and go on to play pro ball. But, boy, he was really excited about this team, even though, that you know, there were some, you know, a, a, a few bumps early on with, you know, losing streak and all that. Uh, he was so optimistic about this season and, you know, I don't know. Like you said, it's just it's sad. It's unfortunate, and you know, let's keep a, a, a just a little glimmer of hope that maybe we'll get everything back together and, and play a few games at the end of the season. Even though we most likely it's not going to happen, but we can we can keep that little bit of hope, I guess. Are there any juniors that you, that may have been drafted, or you know that they that Arkansas would get back now because they didn't have enough time to show what they they could do? Yeah, there's. There's several. Um, you look at one like a like a Jacob Nesbitt. You know, he's a he's a redshirt sophomore. He can he can, he's eligible for the draft. You know, so who knows if he plays out the season, has a great season, he he could be drafted and not come back. Now with the situation, you know, most likely he's a guy that's going to come back. And you know, there's there's several guys like that in that same boat. But then you know what? There's talk that I think what they're going to probably do is do combines. For the, the draft eligible kids, mm. they'll invite them in in small groups. Now, this hasn't been 100% confirmed. Um, I asked Heston about it. He didn't know. He hasn't heard any details, so he really didn't have a lot of information. But um, these guys will still have a chance if the season is canceled to go do private workouts and small group workouts in front of major league scouts. And so, you know, there might be a chance that, that they can still get drafted, at, you know, even with everything that's gone on. That makes a lot of sense because they don't have as many games to watch to try to give a draft grade for all these guys. Right. And, you know, the things I heard, like, let's look at, like, a Casey Martin. Casey's going to get drafted high just off of his tools. You know, if you look at his analytics, mm-hmm. I mean, he could, he's, he's got a great arm. He's got great bat speed. He's got power. He's got every he's – got, he's got five tools. He really does. He'll get drafted really high off of that. Some guys like that Nesbitt, he doesn't have the sparkling tools, but he's just a solid player. You know, he's a guy that you run him out there every day. He's gonna 
he's going to he's going to do well. Uh, he's going to be successful. So you know, two totally different type players there. And but you know, and that's where the analytics come into play. And and we talk about analytics all the time. And I love the analytics, but it doesn't always tell the full story of a player. And and it can hurt some guys, but then it can also help some guys. Bubba, great stuff, man. Enjoy it. We'll have a whole new slew of things to talk about next week, even though there won't be any games between now and then, because that's what we do. So we'll find something. We appreciate it. What? Are you? Uh, what, you guys? Are you home with the kids right now? I mean, you you taking care of the crew? Yep, I'm home right now. I'm actually getting ready to head up to Springdale. Um, I've got a couple of couple of older kids coming in to hit, and um, then I'll be back home later tonight. So uh, you guys stay healthy and uh, and go hogs. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it, Bubba. Uh, I don't know if my kid ever had any interest in being homeschooled, but that's basically where we are now. Mm-hmm. The parent, the teachers are pulling together the lesson plan, sending them on, and then basically every morning, time to crank it out. So this is going to be going to be very interesting to see how this goes down. It will be a lot easier for me to hold my kid accountable on his homework. I can tell you that much, yeah. and I'm excited about that. I am uh, looking at a thread from our Jay Burr. He's covering uh, the governor's press conference right now, and a couple of the items that are coming out that I want, would like to pass along to you. He emphasizes the the governor emphasizes the CDC event restriction is for events, not things like a grocery store or factories or businesses. This is for like public events, events that will be happening. Uh, he also said, the governor says, our restaurants will operate to their choosing. I noticed, uh, Cor- and I tried to pass that along to everybody, Corky's put out a uh, nice uh, tweet yesterday about reminding everybody about their drive through and the steps that they're taking to make sure that everything is clean there. Are they closing the dining room or, the, or not? Let me pull up the thread and I'll Let, let me say this, to too. You. I want to give some praise where it's due. Um, and they didn't ask for this praise. They didn't even, in fact, I had to kind of pull it out of them that this was going on. But I saw a note this weekend that Rebel Kettle was closing down outside of beer production. So they're going to do, they're not doing food, to my knowledge. They're not doing, the restaurant part is not open. They're just producing beer and selling beer. But they're not going to be serving in there as a, as a restaurant, which they've typically done. So, again, you've got bartenders, you've got wait staff that are all going to suffer from this. But they are stepping up and taking care of those people. So my thing is, if you want to close your restaurant and you have the means and the want to to take care of your people, great. You know, that's fine. I don't have a huge issue with that. I'd also like to see some kind of help, you know, provided federally for, for those employees, too. And I don't know what the plan will be there. But there are going to be a lot of people that will be suffering. And there may be ways we haven't even thought about where people will suffer financially through all this. But those are the people I'm kind of looking out for now. You know, it's sort of top of my mind right now because we have so many restaurants and and bars we work with. But I applaud the the folks over Rebel Kettle for taking care of their people. And, you know, again, if you're going to close down, that's your decision. Like you said, it's case by mm-hmm. case. But um, they're in a position where, and even a lot of people who are in position to take care of their employees in that situation wouldn't do it. So I, I applaud them. They get a big-time game ball on this Monday for uh, for doing their thing. And I'll keep drinking their beer if that'll help out as well. That'll help. Tommy and Joe said in their uh, message to uh, their employees and to their uh, patrons that they're basically doing everything they can to keep the restaurant safe and clean and talking to their employees, not coming to work if they have, you know, any kind of 
virus or any kind of fever, I should say. Uh, but the doors are open. But they also just remind you, drive-thru is open also. If you feel more comfortable doing that, come on by. Corky's has a drive-thru. You know who else is open? Guatney Chevrolet. And if you are looking for a vehicle, folks, this is the place to go. And look, it's going to be a tough time for everybody. And if you want to limit exposure to human beings, I'm sure you can make arrangements at Guatney Chevrolet. They need to move vehicles. You need to buy vehicles. You need to get good deals. And they will work with you however you need it done. Give them a holler at 501 982-2102. Cars need bought. Cars need sold. Cars need traded. Cars need fixed. You need parts. I mean, look, Guadney's here for you, okay? They've been doing it for 63 years. They've been through a lot of different hurdles over the years they've had to clear, and this is one more along the way. So they want to help you, as Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer, get the deal you deserve. So if your car is broken down or you're just, uh, look, you got downtime, Wes. This might be a good time to do a little research and find the deal you're looking for. GuadneyChevrolet.com is where I would go first and foremost, and they do have great financing available as well. 0% for 72 months on Silverados, on Trax, on Equinox. Get on 67167. Head over and visit my friends at Guadney Chevrolet, and I always encourage you to go online and check out the vehicles there, new and pre-owned, before you do. Coming up, we're going to talk to Chris Turnage, NFL agent, about what happened with the CBA over the weekend. A lot of changes coming to the NFL and obviously the draft is going to happen, but not like we're used to. Free agency is here. Cowboys didn't get it done with Amari Cooper. We're all being very health conscious right now, so let's go ahead and take the next step, guys. ArkansasUrology.com. That's your stop right there. Free initial visit. Be proactive. Preventive, preventative measures can save your life. They're uh, testing for all kinds of things. It's a... Uh, We'll see here. you got prostate problems, kidney cancer, testicular cancer, bladder cancer, just some of the things that they're looking at. Their new men's health clinic is right across from Sam's. It's on Bowman. 246-3423 is the phone number. But the easiest thing, ArkansasUrology.com, because, guys, you know the worst thing you can do about your health is nothing. Sharing your health concerns can lead to action and a better outcome. ArkansasUrology.com, the new men's health clinic. It's a 10-point health checkup. To schedule your screening, visit ArkansasUrology.com. Got some uh, good news, and we all we need good news, right? It's yes. about the uh, testing. The uh, governor uh, is having a press conference, and our Jay Burr at Fox 16, and KRK is there at the press conference. He's been tweeting out some really good stuff, but uh, he said that the uh, in the governor's press conference that soon we will have available an in-home test with an eight to ten hour turnaround. So basically, you would call the uh, the uh, number for if you feel like you, there's a uh, concern, they would mail you this test or drop it off. You'd have an in-home test, get it done, send it in. Eight to ten hours, you'd find out. So that's some positive things. That's what we we keep t- saying. They need they need to we need to buy time for the doctors, for the test, for the uh, possible cure. That that's all we're doing by the social distancing, by some of the restrictions, trying to buy time. And you can see already there are with buying time, some good things are happening. If you get pulled over and you're speeding in the next few days, and uh, would you roll down your window and start coughing real loudly and say, "Don't come close, I got, got COVID." Bad case. And just say, I'll just mail you the ticket. Is that how they do that? Yeah. That sucks. Can I get a warning? Let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. BrandonMoving.com, 501-228-5757. I assume places like Brandon Moving and Storage are up and running like normal, right? i got to call them. i got some work to be done, some things to be moved. Anyway, let's bring in Chris Turnage, who's on the hotline. Talk a little NFL. What's up, buddy? How are you? 
Hey, doing well, guys. Justin, I like the tip there. I've, I've been known to have a lead foot, so I might, uh, I might try that yes. uh, next time I get stopped. You can also jump out and scream, bees, bees, we're attacked by bees. Run, <laughs> run. It worked for Tommy Boy. Or y'all can just slow down. Just slow down. No, no, that's not an option. Yeah, it is. No. Um, what do you got? Uh, Chris, let me ask you this before we get into some of the details on the new CBA and all that. Uh, how about for you personally? What are some of the ways you're being impacted as an agent right now? You know, this is unprecedented territory for us. We've had um, numerous pro days that get canceled, and pro days are extremely critical, um, especially for guys not going to the combine. And some of these schools were saying, hey, we're going to try to postpone it, make it up in April. Uh, the problem was is, is we didn't think the draft was going to be moved back, and they just announced that the draft is not going to be moved back. And so at that point, pro days in April, the scouts aren't even going to come. And so we've been very proactive, and we're having the training facilities actually film pro days uh, for our guys and, and go through the whole thing. We're having ex-scouts come, and, and so we kind of tried to coordinate that, but it's it's unprecedented with these guys that have been training since January, um, and then all of a sudden they don't get an opportunity to showcase in front of scouts, and a lot of times that's where – the late-round guys make moves is that pro day. So that's been one thing. The other thing is free agency. Nobody knew if that was going to start or what was going to happen there. We've been talking with some teams and treading lightly, and then you know they've announced, hey, free agency is on go. Everything is is normal in that regard. So those two things have been pretty pretty crazy to work through. Huh. Where's Tom Brady going to sign? Huh. You know, I talked with uh, the Patriots beat writer this morning, and he, he thinks he's not coming back to New England. He thinks it's a uh, – it's a foregone conclusion he's going to go somewhere else. Um, and I think uh, Tampa is heavily in that mix. Uh, they just let Jameis Winston walk in free agency, so he's going to be a free agent. doesn't mean they can't resign him, but he's going to be a free agent. And Bruce Arians loves Brady and has promised he can give Brady play calling ability and even roster um, management somewhat on offense. Uh, so I think that's interesting. And then I think uh, – the Raiders and the Chargers are both going to make some some pushes for Brady as well. Okay, Tampa, explain that. Why would that be attractive? I mean, when I look at them, I don't see that they're a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl. Are they? Am I missing it? I would agree with that. However, you've got Bruce Arians, who's known you know with with a great offensive mind. You've got two great receivers um, there. You've got a good core of nucleus on their defense. Um, I mean, I would agree with you, Wes. I don't think they're one quarterback away. However, if you, I mean, Jameis Winston led the league in interceptions, and if you take away half of those, they probably won three or four more games last year because so many of them came in the red zone and at critical times and would have been a playoff team if that happened. So, I mean, maybe um, if I'm Tom Brady, I definitely want to make sure it's a playoff team, but but that's a that's an interesting point. Cowboys, uh, I guess they couldn't get it done with Amari Cooper. I kept thinking it was going to happen. Yeah, I did too. I thought, uh, and, and I think it still might. Um, you still might see uh, with Amari. Uh, they get something done. They obviously franchise back. Um, they're going to probably let Byron Jones walk um, in free agency there. He's going to be the highest paid corner in the league um, when all is said and done. And so I, I think there's still a chance to resurrect that with Amari and, and come in at, you know, three year deal. You know, fifty million, something like that, fifty-five. But uh, I, don't, I don't think it's done yet. But I was surprised that they did get it done before the deadline. What do you think of the Titans and the Tannehill deal? You know, that's that's really interesting. I mean, everybody has these images of Tannehill back from Miami, and it's like, oh, he's a bum, he sucks. But at the same time, he he was perfect for what the Titans wanted to do last year in that offense, and um, was very efficient and comes at a cheaper price tag than what some of the other guys did. So. Didn't surprise me a whole lot. I did think they might make a run at Brady, um, and maybe they did. Maybe Brady said, "No, I'm not interested." Who knows what really happened behind the scenes there? But, um, but hey, the Titans have a guy that they feel comfortable with that let them 
led them to the playoffs last year, basically. So um, on his fault, him and Derrick Henry. So I think they're comfortable with that. Chris Turnage with us, NFL agent on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Chris, when you look at the uh, the new agreement, one more playoff team per league or per uh, conference, you're going to have one less preseason game. The schedule changes in 2021. What, what's your takeaway? With well, Let's start with the schedule. What's the best way to do it with an odd number of games? Yeah, you know, right now with the with the 16-game season, it works out perfectly because you have the divisions play the other divisions, and it just works out. So I, I think what you're going to have is they're going to they're, they're going to try to at least do this where to create more parity in the league so the teams that go far that win the Super Bowl are going to have a harder schedule the following season. So that one extra game is going to be a game against a better opponent. And they've been talking about potentially also making that extra game the uh, you know neutral site game, whether it's Mexico, England, Canada, wherever. Um, so there's been talk about that, but it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. I don't know how they're going to do that yet. I'm glad I'm not the schedule maker because everybody's going to complain. I have a feeling when that when that 17th game shows up in 2021. Yeah, with that being more prolific, I wonder if they would ever consider playing these at neutral sites in non-NFL American communities, like Tuscaloosa. I mean, like you got War a Memorial Stadium, Stadium West. Well, you only got 55,000, but that would be how about but, Razorback Stadium. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe some of these college uh, venues holding a, a a game there at a non-traditional spot. I think that would be great for the growth of the game. Yeah, I think so too. And you might see some something like that. I, I think there absolutely could be a potential for for that aspect if it's not a, a you know a game in a different country. I think you could see some openings to to games like that. Yankee Stadium, you know, as they they host a bowl game, convert it to yeah. an NFL stadium. Just just some different venues like that would be it would be pretty cool to see. Yeah, I mean the Jets would actually be worthwhile to go watch if they played at Yankee Stadium. You know. Exactly. Maybe the ghost of the Yankees could come help them out and uh, the spirits there, you know? Yeah, uh, that's interesting. And then uh, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, I was a little surprised, Chris. I guess I thought they would fight harder for fewer preseason games. Admittedly, the top guys don't play much in the preseason anyway, so it's not a huge deal, but it's just a nuisance of having to go. Um, but I thought maybe they would get a couple of those games dropped while getting uh, agreeing to play one more game that counts. Yeah, you know what's interesting about that, Justin, is the is the there's so much diversity amongst the, the membership of the players' union. You've got guys who actually depend on that those preseason games to make a roster. Who's the ones who are at the bottom of the roster? And then you got the veterans who don't want it. So the the NFLPA does have a tough spot because on all on all issues, not just this, they're negotiating for people who are in different financial aspects, different contract aspects, and then different positions as far as the team goes and, and like I said I, I have guys that sometimes are at the bottom end that would love eight preseason games if they could get it you know more time to get out there so uh, there was that factor that played in um, but I, I think at some point you'll you'll still see they'll be willing to reduce the preseason down to two even even amidst this 10-year CBA I think you'll see that it happen at some point. Talking to Chris Turnage NFL agent on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline one of the other things uh, that's a gain for the players an increase from 47 percent of the league revenues given to the players with that percentage dependent on the length of the season what's the percentage going to be do you know? Yeah so the, the guaranteed minimal percentage is going to be 48 percent okay um, which at 48 percent that's going to be the highest out of any American sport when you take away, when you look at the total revenue, and because and a lot of other sports will have owner takeoffs off the top mm-hmm. for stadium credit and this, this and that. So 48% at its face would be the highest in any other sport. And then once they go to a 17th game, 
there's what's called a media kicker in there. Depending on the amount of that media contract, it could go up as high as 48.5 or 48 and three quarters percent mm. um, for the remainder of the CBA. So it's very dependent on what the league negotiates as the TV deals for that to increase up to that standpoint. Is that a good deal in your opinion? Yeah, overall, I think it is. Um, I think this benefits vastly 90% of the league. You've seen many of the vocal guys that were against it, Aaron Rodgers, Richard Sherman. Um, but I think it is ultimately a good deal. The problem was the last CBA wasn't great, um, and you're having to kind of make up strides from that. But there was a lockout, and players were running out of money. They said, let's just get this deal done. And so, obviously, in the perfect world, you say, hey, let's get it 50-50. But if you're the owners, if you don't have to do that, why do that? And, you know, moving up a point and a half translates to over $5 billion to the players. Um <laughs> Wow. over the course of the deal. So that's a pretty significant game. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, one of the things that's not going to be touted probably at the at the top by the NFL or the players or the media, but I'll point it out, uh, narrowing the testing period for players for marijuana use plus lower discipline for using it and a reduction in on-field fines. This, in 2020, just seems like commonsensical legislation to me. Uh, how big of an impact is that going to have, do you think? I mean, I don't know how many guys get busted for weed now. I don't know how big a deal that is. You know, there's a lot of guys that get busted that you never hear about. Yeah. Um, this was something that the players said, hey, they absolutely wanted to make headway on, and this was an issue that the owners didn't really care much about. So owners were in a perfect position from a negotiation standpoint. Like, All right, we'll give you that marijuana concession, but you got to give us this. And so, <laughs> um, you know, you're not going to see hardly the, the threshold also for a positive test went up. So now you've got to just have a ton of marijuana in your system to even test positive um, because that threshold went up. So I think I think you're yeah you're going to see virtually the end of those those penalties and the, and those those uh, suspensions you know for marijuana testing. Today we found out the NFL draft is going to go on, but it won't happen in Vegas. What do you see happening? Yeah, they're going to televise it, and I think it's going to be kind of old school um, where you're just going to see you know male Kuipers of the world somewhere in the studio and. A name will come up. I mean, I don't know if they're going to have the commissioner still announce it or what from that standpoint, but um, it'll be uh, it'll be just kind of back in the in the nineties um, where there was no fanfare and you just had them in a room and everybody was read the name off. But all right, that's it. So I, I think you're absolutely going to see that. You know, it's interesting. There was some prop bets as to how many players would get arrested during the Vegas draft weekend. So I guess those are probably safe now off the, off the board. I, I had a question about Hunter Henry. He got the uh, franchise tag for the Chargers, right? Correct. Okay, so how does that work as far as the top salaries? Is that for the moment it's franchise? Because I, I just see right now where the Falcons, former Falcons tied in, Austin Hooper is now the NFL's new highest paid tied in, and he's headed to the Cleveland Browns. Does that impact the numbers <laughs> for Hunter as <laughs> someone else signs? Is that good news for him too? Talk about your good news, no, bad news situation. No, it's based on the last year's salary. So, oh, okay. So it'll be that. Yeah, the average of those salaries and those numbers have all been released to this point. So the NFL and NFLPA and the agents all know what those numbers are, um, and then and then that's what it what it is. Um, it, it's also important to note they can still negotiate a new deal just because a team uses a franchise tag. They can still negotiate a new deal if they get that done. Um, you know, at some point, but this protects them to be able to not go out on the free market, you know, and have solicitations from other teams. Did we talk about Tannehill's deal or we just talked about Brady? We talked about it. Okay, I'm sorry. I was uh, doing two other things. Um, yeah, I guess, do you think that was more like they're really committed to him or they felt like they had no shot of Brady? Was that the deal? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I don't know that they say, "Hey, Tannehill is leading us to the promised land." I don't know how much behind closed doors they really feel like that. Even they're saying that, but I, I think ultimately they said, "Hey, he got it done. Let's not let's not go rock the boat and have to spend you know thirty five million a year on Brady um, and get him. Let's just take Tannehill because he's better than what we feel like. What other what other options are out there? You yep. know, based on what we need." Fair point. All right. Well, listen, a lot of moving parts, and we need to probably get you on here in the not-too-distant future, Chris, if you've got time, because I imagine with this fluid situation, things will have changed again in the next couple of weeks. So, Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, appreciate the time very much, man. Good luck with everything. Thanks, guys. All right, buddy. That's a tough deal, man. I'll tell you, pro, the pro day thing I hadn't thought about, that really puts them in yeah. a pickle. I mean, if you're trying to showcase a guy and limiting their opportunities to show off, it sucks, man. But I'm glad they're being able to do it with video, and I hope teams are accepting that as you know an equal you know, to seeing it in person. I don't know. Uh, I will tell you this, something I saw in person this weekend because I got out and about a little bit. Uh, Old Dominic on the shelves in another local bar, Hmm. Wes. So I may check every local bar just to make sure they've got it in stock. I want some of the gin. I do too. I need to try it. Yeah, I need to try the gin as well. I'll have to go uh, get a bottle of that. But I will tell you, it's a a great brand if you haven't had it yet. It's out of Memphis. The Hewling Station bourbon, really, really a nice drink. Hunter Proof, small batch, high rye. Really good stuff. Some nice notes in there. Dark cherry, vanilla. It's all balanced just right. Good stuff. Check it out if you haven't. Also, I had a buddy that, or buddy, a guy on Twitter. I don't know if I know him personally or not, but I can't remember who sent it to me now. But he had picked up a bottle of the Memphis Toddy, which is, again, a very unique take on their Hewling Station. They added some citrus and some different spices to it. Really fun uh, cocktail Uh Mixer. You can make some interesting cocktails with it. So a lot of fun with that one. The Memphis vodka, great. The Honeybell Citrus vodka, also outstanding. So if you are looking for something new in uh, adding to your liquor cabinet, I strongly encourage you to check out Old Dominic or catch it at a local bar or restaurant. Take a break. Be back. Wrap up our second hour. Got Dr. T coming up from UCA at 12.06. See what's going on from the uh, Division One level from his perspective on the coronavirus. Any more updates on uh, from Jay Burr? These no, are? I'm good. Okay. And he's good. Talking to some folks this weekend who are selling their home and getting ready to buy a new one. And, man, I'll tell you what. If I was going to do that, I'd be calling one guy, one guy only. His name is Dustin Turner. I can't encourage you enough to do the same. Larry is at the Air Force Base. Really liked it there. But when he lost his military career due to a medical discharge, he needed to sell his cab at home. Sat on the market unsold with another agent for 271 days. A tremendous financial hardship, as you can understand. He met with Dustin Turner, put his home through a 147-step seller program. I didn't know there were that many. Back to with powerful marketing. The showing started immediately. The home sold for full price in four days. And Larry was able to sell his house and move on with his life and free from that financial burden. And if you're ready to be free of your current home and start maybe trying to find that next step, Dustin Turner wants to help. There's no risk to you. He'll let you out of the contract at any time. But use the agent I would use if I was selling my home. Dustin can be reached at 501-952-2969. HomeTeamSoldIt.com is their website. If you just want your home listed, you can call any agent. If you want your home sold, call Dustin, 501-952-2969. Talk to Dr. Teague coming up after the break. Get his thoughts on uh, what's happening from the collegiate level. With spring sports canceled, including baseball, sadly. You know, Doc Teague was an old hurler back in the day over at Delta State. 
Did not know that. Baseball's near and dear to his heart for sure. 11.58, back in a sec. Stay with us.